everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, a conversation of pornography versus nudity. Um, This is uh, coming to us from uh, a story about a Florida principal who was let go after uh, sixth graders at her school were shown Michelangelo's David. Michelangelo, little, the little David, if you will. <laughs> little D himself. Um, <laughs> pornography versus nudity. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I think I, you know, everybody's, a lot of people have seen this, uh, story, but, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to, we're just going to talk about nudity as a sin and like, yeah. what, what, what's going on here? People. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insanity. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on in the world anymore, mm, well. but here's something, Dan. Okay. This last week or so, recently, let's say, um, a church pastor in Missouri uh, by the name of John Lindell uh, told his congregation about a quote-unquote creative miracle uh, that took place involving a woman named Chrissy Thompson, who I believe must be a member of the congregation. He uh, made the claim. Can I, well, can I just make a prediction mm-hmm. going into this? Yeah. I predict whatever you're about to say never happened. <laughs> well, he did get up on stage and claimed oh, okay. um, that her toes grew back because of prayer. <laughs> um, the, let me, let me, so um, the, 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 apparently... Thompson, Chrissy Thompson, uh, uh, was shot three times uh, in 2015 by her husband and had to have three toes amputated. I guess oh it was just God. like, right? And three toes. I, I don't fully <laughs> understand how th- shot three times and the anyway, three toes amputated. Um, the, my question is, was he a good shot or a bad shot? Was he I going f- for toes? <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> That, that little piggy ain't going anywhere. Right. I warned you. <laughs> now here go your toes. <laughs> oh, golly. Um, apparently there are news articles uh, that, that that do sort of confirm that Thompson was shot. Um, so okay. th- this, this part of the story is real, right? <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, I can tell you which part ain't. So <laughs> I guess um, Bill Johnson, he's a senior, he's the senior leader of Bethel, uh, church in Redding, California. He uh-huh. was there visiting and they were having a, a prayer meeting. And I guess somebody sort of offered, I think he offered, he, he sort of asked everybody, is that, does anybody need a creative miracle? <laughs> and she's sitting there and she's like, well, I'm missing some toes. That sounds like a creative, <laughs> a creative thing to like have be a miracle. Yeah. And so, um, the 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 video of it uh, was originally up on the church's uh, Facebook page. It's okay. it's since come down, but you can still find it at a website called ShowMeTheToes.com. <laughs> so Wait, the, so, wh- so what what's is happening this video here? Of? The video is not of the toes growing, right? However, the pastor does in the video. I, I went to ShowMeTheToes.com which uh-huh. we'll get to in a minute. Um, he, he tells the story of, you know, that they, that she comes, she sort of speaks up and is like, well, on my show, I'm missing three toes. And they're like, so they anointed the toes, the, the non toes, the stubs, the stubs, I guess with, with holy oil. Uh-huh. And, um, like you they, do as you do. And you start praying and they started praying about it. And then like he says that the foot started to throb and <laughs> uh, and like bones started to push out yeah. in these spaces and these nubs formed. And within 30 like in minutes. In real time? Oh, yeah, yeah. They sat and watched it happen. <laughs> and then and then he says about 30 minutes passed and then toenails started to grow. Yes. And so oh. they. And, and so, oh, gross. So like what originally happened was. Toes started to form, but they had no nails to Well, them. what? I mean, he actually thought it through, right? Yeah. Like, he really visualized and imagined <laughs> this because, like, if all of a sudden you had, like, nails starting, I don't know. That seems seems wrong. I think he actually got the details 
in sort of their most plausible, you oh know, way, God. whatever. Oh. Well, anyway, this all went out online. There was big hubbub. Uh, yeah. videos being shared about these claims. There's an interview video of her telling her version of it where actually uh, she doesn't mention any anointing, right? Oh. And oh. she says that after the women in the prayer group started praying over her foot, um, she took the shoe off to see the progress. Now that's very different, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the tellings, if, if, if we're going to sort of start with the giving, giving them the benefit of the doubt, I suppose, why would you do that? Which of course we wouldn't, but, um, because it's an <laughs> absurd claim, but if you were, and you were just trying to parse it out, like, well, who, you have two sort of conflicting versions. And I know that that yeah. happens a lot with like, people retelling you know, firsthand accounts of things. Right. Sometimes some details will be wrong, but the, 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 the important details, the really, really important details right. are, are the same. Right. Uh -huh. And in this case, I, I feel like if somebody anointed my toes or my <laughs> stubs rather with holy oil, then I, that's, that's, that's an important detail. She doesn't mention that anyway, moving yeah. on. So just one more reason not to believe this folks. Right. Um, so anyway, beyond this, the obvious, <laughs> this definitely never happened. <laughs> so then this website pops up where they had grabbed all this video, um, from the sources, right? Because, and it did disappear after like it started <laughs> getting out there a little too much and they're starting getting some criticism. They pulled the videos um, and now you can watch the videos on showmethetoes.com <laughs> and they're just saying, listen, if it happened, show us the pictures. Yeah. You made the mistake of naming the person, which usually in these instances, it's, it's some, some person, right. Yeah. That they know that this, or they heard about this story. Yeah. Like it's some secondhand tale. No, it's, this is dear people, brother or a dear sister. Yeah. It's never like Joe Smith. Yeah. Of and he made the mistake. He said her <laughs> name. They put her on camera. She says her toes have grown back. Well, show us the fucking toes. <laughs> if they came back, show us the toes. Sounds amazing. Great. Let's see the toes. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. It would be so faith promoting to see these toes <laughs> with toenails. I, we're, we're there for it. I guess in the same meeting, the pastor also uh, later on said that some members of the church would raise people from the dead. Right. Uh, he, he says, I'm not saying everybody will be raised from the dead. I'm just saying <laughs> some people from this room, you're going to raise people from the dead. It's just <laughs> going to happen. So that's what's going on out there in so crazy, not, crazy. Not land. you personally, but somebody. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Okay. So okay. The, the toes, Dan. Ugh, show me the toes. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Love it so much. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so I'm going to take us to uh, some research that has been done in, and it's it's sort of you know we've reported that anti-Semitism is very much up in the United States, though there was recently a a, a a sort of report that said that at least for 2022, though anti-Semitism was up. Physical anti-Semitism, meaning like actual physical attacks, mm. are, weren't up. So that's good. That is that, good. You know, okay. I mean, it's it's so nice to hear that it's only just bubbling under the surface rather than boiling over to into physicality. Like, uh, oh, good. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> but there's one group of people mm. who are particularly anti-Semitic in a very weird way. Now, if you know anything about the history of the Catholic Church, they haven't done great uh, with Jews. Like mm -hmm. they haven't always been very nice about right. uh, Jews, including things like, you know, various inquisitions <laughs> and, uh, you know, blaming all the Jews for the slaughter, for the murder of Jesus, that sort of thing. Just that. That's all. Just that. I mean, calm down, everybody. Uh, <laughs> And it wasn't until really uh, the Vatican II, the Second Vatican Council, back in the 60s, the 1960s, that is, that they literally uh, came out and explicitly said that, <laughs> I, 
I think what they explicitly said was that not all of the Jews at Jesus's time were to blame, and certainly none of the Jews now are oh. to blame. Oh, no, yeah, okay. Just so, a few Jews look, 2,000 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Word has not gotten out to all of the Catholics about this. <laughs> Great. When you spend 2,000 years maligning a large group of people, yeah. it doesn't immediately just go away, the hatred. Right. Um, but here's what's funny. The group that is the most anti-Semitic among the Catholics are the ones who also haven't gotten the memo that the Bible itself is not to be taken literally. Okay. So Catholic Bible literalists are the big problem uh, or are a big problem for, uh, for Jews. Now, the Catholic Church has also said this is not a literal book. Uh, there are plenty of things that are not to be taken literally, but here's the thing. <laughs> Catholics don't know what they believe. Catholics right. don't, they don't know what the Catholic church says. No, they but go to, yeah. they, they go to church twice a year and think they know. So, uh, so yeah, it, it is uh very interesting to see that like, yeah, there's the, the, the sort of big offenders. It's, it, it's the ones that don't know anything about their own church. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's good. Yeah. Right? Like at least it's like the organization is saying, Hey, you know, yeah. Only hate those Jews over there yeah. from forever ago. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they, I mean, they, they need to get the message out a little more clearly. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because yeah, when they sucks. polled them, they asked who bears the blame for the crucifixion of Jesus. Uh-oh. Uh, 28.2% said Pontius Pilate or Rome. Okay. 41% said the sins of humanity <laughs> are to blame. Okay. That's actually wrong too. Oh boy. Um, that, but it, it, a better answer. That, yeah, sure. But if you believe the everyone. Jesus story, they're to believe they're to blame. That's, who to blame for the garden of Gethsemane suffering maybe, but not for the, not, not for the crucifixion. Anyway, 9.6% said no one is to blame, mm. which is an interesting take. Like it, it, look, he brought it on himself. Okay. I don't, I don't know what no one means. Um, another 9.6% just don't know. And then <laughs> there's 11% who just continue to say the Jews. Eleven percent. Uh huh. That's that's higher than I thought it would be. Actually, yeah. That would actually come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And not like some Jews or right, ancient right. Jews. The Jews. <laughs> Just the. Yeah. Oh. There was another. There was another chart that was talking about like what <laughs> the question. What is your opinion of Jews and Muslims? Which oh, is like, no. Ooh, 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 that's, that's a dangerous question. And they, this one compares, they compared it to answers that uh, evangelicals gave to the same question in another survey. Uh-huh. Uh, interestingly, evangelicals, I guess this doesn't surprise me, they're hip to the Jews, man. Hmm. 65% of evangelicals are cool with, are, 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 either have a very good or good view of Jews. I think okay. this is because because their pastors talk about Judeo Christian values and yeah, and like well, and they love that ram's horn thing too, right? Like, <laughs> they do, they do. So like the <laughs> if they're gonna get the shofar, they if they're gonna use shofars as much as they do, they better like Jews. That's just that's the trade off. Any people who yeah. blow ram's horns like that, they're good with me. That's their attitude. They're like <laughs> right. that sound. I'm in. I'm on it. That sounds great. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Catholics, 54% are very good or good, have a very good or good opinion of Jews. Okay, that's not, that's um, not great. Muslims, not so much. Nobody likes the Muslims. <laughs> oh, the Mormons do. Do they? <laughs> yeah, that was one of those weird, the thing I talked about last week, that was one of the oh, funny, yeah, the weird anomalies. Funny, weird things that came out. Oh man. 
All right. Yeah. Well, Dan. Yeah. I'm going to pull the story back here to Utah for a sec. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. All the best that's, stuff, everybody. It's never a good thing. You know, it's going to be a good one when we decide to <laughs> to, to tell a story about uh, our, our lovely, our lovely our, Utah. Our fair city. Yeah. So this has to do with um, sort of a, a trend nationally. That's uh, the, the whole book banning thing that's going on. Oh, um, yay. And uh, there's a new law in Utah that allows for, quote unquote, pornographic books to be removed from school libraries um, actually says allowing in the article that I'm looking at right now. It, I, I think it requires <laughs> the removal of these books. If a parent points it out, the school is supposed to like remove it and then evaluate it and, you oh know, figure God. out what they're going to do. If uh, there had been a man, I would have been, um, I would have been excited if there was porn in school in schools, but <laughs> alas, there never has been. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, a parent here in this, in, in our great state of Utah has called out the Bible. Yeah. Thank you. Whoever you are. <laughs> uh, this is the right thing. This is the right, absolutely right thing to do. Um, in response to these ridiculous, uh, laws and trends, of, of people complaining about books that are just absolutely not um, a real problem. Yeah. So the parent um, who is unidentified submitted their request back in December, uh, along with an eight page list of passages from the Bible that they found to be offensive and worth review. Yeah. Um, part of the request reads incest, onanism, bestiality, prostitution, genital mutilation, fellatio, dildos, rape, and even infanticide. You'll find, you'll, or you'll no doubt find that the Bible under Utah code has no serious values for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. <laughs> Get this porn out of our schools. Uh, if the books that have been banned so far are any indication for way lesser offenses, this should be a slam dunk. They said, yeah, based on the new this new law, um, something is indecent if it includes explicit sexual arousal, stimulation, masturbation, intercourse, sodomy or fondling. Check, 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 <laughs> check, check. <laughs> and according to state attorneys, material doesn't have to be taken as a whole. Right. In these situations mm, or left right. on the shelf during a review. If there is a scene involving any of those acts it should be immediately removed so apparently though this has gotten around to the sponsor of the bill uh one mr uh ken ivory um oh listen if you know anything about utah the name ivory is always going to be a good thing <laughs> he's not one of those ivories though i looked um oh, okay. he's uh, like a distant cousin um okay. but anyway Let's see. Uh, he says he called the parents request another example of, quote, antics that drain school resources like what the people <laughs> like what the people who are out there doing this in the first place aren't doing. Like if if somebody complaining about whatever other book that, that he feels like shouldn't be in the schools. Right. Like, yeah. like they're not draining school resources too. Right. If it's even a drain of school resources, he continues. There was a purpose to this bill and this kind of stuff. It's very unfortunate. There are any number of studies that directly link sexualization and hypersexualization with sexual exploitation and abuse. Certainly those things we don't want in the schools, uh, for people to minimize that and to make a mockery of it is very sad. Read your book. <laughs> no kidding. Like of all the things that shouldn't be in there. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, this is part of a huge trend. The American Library Association has tracked more than uh, 1,200 challenges in 2022. That was nearly double uh, the then record total from 2021. And it's just the numbers have just been going up and up and up. One of the people at the American Library Association, Deborah Caldwell Stone, says, I've never seen anything like this. Um, the last two years have been exhausting, frightening, outrage inducing. And uh, the, the, this other article that I referenced, um, 
that says that the um, the Library Association uh, bases its findings on media accounts and voluntary reporting. So they they consider the numbers are probably higher than, it's than what so they know. About. You know, it's I I literally he thinks that this uh, this is obviously it's not good faith in that like this the person submitting this complaint is not a parent trying to actually save their kid from pornography. So no, it's not a good faith thing in that respect. But look, the people who are most worried about porn should be worried about that book. Like, yeah. If that's really what you're on about, which it's not, you're a big fat liar. Uh, then, then you should agree with this assessment of that book. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of uh, the, you know, where, and again, this is not good faith. This guy was uh, asking people, was describing parts of the Bible to people without saying this is the Bible and saying, should this, this is a book that's in schools. Should this be in schools? And of course people are falling for it and they're like, no, that shouldn't be in schools. And then they, you know, they dropped the bomb. Oh, well, it's the Bible. <laughs> but the point is like, yeah, you, sh- if your concern is what you claim it is, mm-hmm. then a book that contains a, pa- a part where two daughters, mm-hmm get their father drunk and rape him. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably like, if you're not a hypocrite, you want that out of your schools. And that's not a minor story of the Bible, right? Like that's one of the good ones. (laughs) That's one that's told all the time. I remember that story from Sunday school. It's not presented that way. Well, no, the story of lot is about, you know, how all the homos in, in correct. uh, That's the lesson to take from it. Right. Don't worry about that rape stuff. That's incidental. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absurd. And they're you know all they're pointing, all they're proving is that they're that they're hypocrites. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to New York City, land of uh you know, all of conservative schools. That's conservative Christian schools. That's what mm-hmm. New York is known for. Uh or at least there is at least one but perhaps not for long. Uh, King's College, or rather, I guess it's the King's College, which is a weird name for a school in the United States. Mm-hmm. We've never had a king. Don't don't do that. Anyway, the King's College. It's a non-denominational Christian college. It's in Manhattan. It didn't used to be. It used to be in in New Jersey. But anyway, ah. they uh, they're struggling. Uh, they and they it it, it may close. It's a very oh, sad day. No. It's a very sad day. And this is apparently happening to, to more and more Christian schools. They've been trying to get they they've been, you know, they they thrive off of uh major donations from right. you know, Christian dupes. Uh they they had a couple of millionaires <laughs> that did they were DeVos family oh, uh, yeah. people, Richard and Helen DeVos. That's who you uh, want. You need those people. You do. Uh, and they were giving millions until they both died oh. in 2018 and 2017. Oh, respect. no. And uh, thus uh, began some very serious problems. So they contracted with uh, a, a Canadian company called Primacorp <laughs> and basically gave away the farm. They ba- Basically, Primacorp was going to take over and... They would take over the fundraising, marketing, and admissions for the college. Oh, and they were gonna they were gonna you know really push the uh, the online. Smart, college. yes, smart. And then Primacorp gets ninety five percent of the tuition oh, from the online. No, <laughs> that wasn't smart. They made a really bad deal, and of course Primacorp comes in, and they they do they you know they they sort of ran the. Uh, elon musk playbook where they think that they know everything they need to know and you know they've been involved with some other uh education things so it seems like they should know a few things but they just laid off a ton of people and and uh basically stopped paying for anything they they had a marketing uh wing or a a, you know a a fundraising wing Mm. that they just defunded completely they had no budget Oh God! And shockingly, things uh, things went tits up, and now they're worried that they won't. Students are literally like 
Stu- a bunch of students, they have a sort of a, a dormitory style housing thing that, uh-huh. the, I, that the college owns. And the students started getting notices that they were going to be evicted oh. and that their, that their lights were going to be turned off and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, so, no. There are literally recruiters from other colleges now hanging out on campus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, damn. Then the school keeps assuring people that they're going to be okay, but like. No. Like students are now wondering, like looking around. Yeah. I feel bad for the students, but I do too. I mean, I feel bad that they were at a Christian school in the first place because. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Jesus isn't going to teach you anything that's useful (laughs) in the world. But yeah, like that's disruptive. And they think they have the next few years of their lives sort of figured out and lined up. And right. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Now they're worried that they're going to have to answer questions about like this school that they went to like is it a scam is that a real school well yeah it is a scam but (laughs) right (laughs) hopefully they learned some things hopefully i hope you're hope you're okay um oh that's too bad it's just sad all right dan i've got a story here about a priest who took a stand that i think you and i would agree with Oh, um, in well, fact, I'm, I'm, I'm confident uh, that we <laughs> would agree with this. Um, he has been adv- this is um, one Mr. Uh, priest Father James <laughs> Connell. Um, I believe that that's the correct <laughs> appellation. <laughs> Mr. Priest Father. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has uh, been out advocating to uh, change laws to that that protect priests from um, disclosing to the authorities when they hear confessions about um, child abuse Uh and sexual abuse. Right. And and that's great. And he's actually obviously one of the few like people in his position in the world that's out uh, with, you know, taking a stand and saying, no, we need to end this. The, the, there's, he says things like uh, he, this is something that he wrote. He says, no institution in our society, not even a recognized religion has a significant advantage over government's compelling interest and responsibility to protect its children from harm by abuse or neglect. Thus, no valid freedom of religion argument rooted in the absence of truth can provide a moral justification for sheltering perpetrators of abuse and neglect uh, of children from their deserved punishment while also endangering potential victims. Um, How dare you? <laughs> well, and that is exactly what uh, the Archbishop uh, Jerome Mistecki of Milwaukee, uh, who's over Father James Connell, what he, uh, oh, he, he does not agree with this at all. Uh, he has, in fact, revoked Father Connell's um, ability to hear confessions. So this is what he says. He says, I have informed father James Connell that effective immediately. He is to cease all such erroneous communications (laughs) that distort the teachings of the church about the confessional seal. Um, I have also immediately removed the canonical faculties of father Connell to validly celebrate the sacrament of confession and to offer absolution here in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and thereby also in the Catholic Church around the world. Oh my God. Um, that sounds so serious. Yeah, Connell is retired. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know how much this is actually going to affect. Rather, it, this is clear that it's largely just a big public statement and hoo ha by the Archbishop because it's well, probably he's not. Well, he's got to make it clear to all of his, you know, penitent. Or, or rather, his confess, confessing uh, pedophiles yeah. that they are safe with him. <laughs> Don't you well, worry he has your to, pretty little head. He needs to play to the, you know, the his base. And that's right. The, that's right. <laughs> These are my people. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess Connell is a canon lawyer. Um, oh. And uh, he has, uh, in 2018, he appealed to Pope Francis uh, to quote, release from the seal of confession, all information regarding child or vulnerable, uh, adult sexual abuse. So authorities can be notified. He, this well, is I his issue. Why, this I is, can see why everyone would be pissed. Yeah. Um, he was actually, he actually wants to do something good in the Catholic yeah. church. 
And it sounds like a lot of this actually, he was accused of, he was accused of covering up uh, sexual abuse. Um, and it, uh, at, the, at the time, both he and the archdiocese denied this. Um, and whether or not this is him sort of working on some penitence or right. um, just him being woken up to the issue, he has uh, spent the last uh, 14 some odd years on fire on this issue. Um, well, and good for him. Really, honestly, good for him. And um, there need to be more priests, obviously. Uh, What's ironic can... is that if this is a sort of penitent stance for him, he fucked up earlier in his career and yeah. now he's just trying to like make it right. It would be actual penitence mm -hmm. yeah. as opposed to the bullshit that yeah. they offered the penitent in their confessionals. Like, yeah. The, like saying Hail Mary's does nothing, nothing right. to create penitence. Correct. Uh, actually taking action and trying to make changes. Yeah. That's real penitence. Yeah. The so of course they've, they're trying to silence it. Yeah. The article doesn't speculate at that. That was my speculation, but right. um, I, it, who knows what his motivations have been, but yeah. he has, he's, he's really taken up the cause. I know nothing else about the man, but on this, in this one regard, I'm like, you go, sir. Good yeah. for you. So, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I'm going to close this off with an interesting. <laughs> this is so dumb. So we, you and I growing up Mormon did not have the concept of a worship leader in our, uh, in, in our services. It no. would have been so much better if we had, <laughs> uh, cause these are the guys uh, and, and these are the people who are, uh, out there just creating cool songs, oh, you know, yeah. they're, they're the rock and roll guys. They're, they're, these are the, these are the music people in the, in, you know, in your evangelical or your whatever church. Hmm. And it's a fairly common, uh, thing to, you know, title for someone in a church, a worship leader. It's interesting. Um, okay. So, you know, for instance, when, uh, you know, I, RNS, the religion news service has a story about a guy <clears throat> named Scott Leonard who, uh, when he had been a worship leader, I think when the pandemic hit and he wasn't really able to do his job, he just went online and started creating some, uh, some memes about worship leading hmm. or, you know, and, 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 and about God and whatever. <laughs> and he decided he, he was going to be the guy that creates star Wars memes about worship mm. which cute that's 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 exactly the point of star wars was definitely <laughs> that you should apply it to your religion but right. anyway right. he started he started a, uh, a, a an account a facebook account i think called rogue leader or rogue rogue worship leader it's like you know a play on the whole rogue rogue leader thing anyway okay uh sounds good so up, far the the point is he woke up one morning and his his account was taken down. Oh no. Why? And why was his account taken down? Because a magazine called Worship Leader Magazine was uh enforcing its trademark. Oh, it wasn't like the owner like Disney <laughs> no. coming after for Star all, Wars. Yeah, exactly. We all thought we knew where this was going. <laughs> Cuz you can't you don't want to fuck with the uh with the mouse. No. Uh, but but no, this is a an almost defunct, dying uh, magazine called Worship Leader Magazine. Aww. Just uh, just getting out there and defending their trademark. Uh, so <laughs> they had gone through a whole and apparently a whole bunch of of accounts got shut down. Oh my god! Um, a few of them were reinstated uh, later, but I just think it, it's very funny to try and trademark. You and I need to need to uh, you know establish a magazine called priest and pastor magazine and then just say that we have trademarks <laughs> on the terms priest and pastor and uh and and just, just try to stop cease and desist letters yeah stop calling yourself pastor that's us that's ours we own that pastor tm pastor trademark yeah <laughs> i don't think it works that way but well i wish that it did and any patent lawyers out there yeah. Maybe tip us off on uh, something we could go a little uh How, how can we on. fuck with these people? 
We'll, we will do a fundraiser and just raise enough money to fuck with these people. To try, to, if, you're, if you are willing to send out the cease and desist letters. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably where we would run into some problems. <laughs> We're going to do it. Somebody professionally getting on board with some, some yeah, ding-dong uh, you idea. You know, you never know. It's, uh, it's just a letter. It can't hurt. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> oh, that's funny alright well uh, if you are that lawyer and would like to help us out or if you are just uh, you and you would like to talk to us about anything please feel free to do so you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 stick around there's more show coming up Well, Frank. Yes. Uh, you know, when we say the name Lance Wall now, no. at this point, I think everybody knows <sighs> that this is he's he's one of the real peaches, and he's one of the guys who hitched his wagon to the Trump train real, mm. real, real, real early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and like loved to brag about how he was in. I was in the White House. The other blah blah blah. Well, the Trump train's not really uh, on track at this point. <laughs> he wasn't arrested, right? Uh, over this, over this last week, but I, I think Wall now knows why. Oh, uh, and and uh, and we'll have an explanation right here. This is uh, this is Wall now praying uh, in his in his service. Oh, good. Here we go. Okay. We thank you for this Donald Trump that you raised up. And Lord, even now we lift up a voice on his behalf that you will cause your hand to come upon his head. You will cover his ears so that he only hears what you are saying. Your hand will be in his heart so that he only feels what you want him to feel. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as his enemies have dug a pit for him, that he would fall into it, that they will fall into it themselves. We rebuke every witchcraft curse, vex, spell that has been launched against him, his wife, his children, and his enterprise. And we ask you to fill him with the Holy Ghost. Let him be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now you pray in the Holy Ghost for Donald Trump. We rebuke what they're doing right now. We pray that this will actually become an embarrassment to them. That when they try to arrest him, when they try to accuse him of stirring up insurrection, that you will, Lord, cause your spirit to make the wheels on the chariots of Pharaoh come off. <laughs> the wheels on the chariot of Pharaoh. What a what a fabulous uh, metaphor he found. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump. Oh my god. At first I thought he was praying to Donald Trump. <laughs> well, the way that it, the way that it was phrased right at the beginning, I was like, yeah. "Oh golly, we've crossed that uh, line now." Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. <laughs> oh, when Trump dies, <laughs> there's going to be people praying to Trump. Oh. Dear Saint Donald. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, good his lord! Miracle of the KFC bucket. I will never the bottomless KFC bucket. <laughs> I will. I will never ever not love when they go into tongues. Uh, it's so dumb. It's the silliest, stupidest thing. It's so dumb, and they know how stupid they sound, but. They, they're they're in it now. They're yeah, committed to it. I know. I, There's no backing out of it. They Just the fact that they know that they're not actually speaking another language. <laughs> right? Because I, 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 that's what I always thought it was. Like, I was, I was confident of that. I thought that they were just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is some language I don't know <laughs> that the Lord is speaking through me or whatnot. Right? Right. Ooh, right. But they no. just, they know it's just babblings. Yeah. Because because there's so no dumb. language in the world where ha na 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 come on mama mama like that's the, you're the, there's that's not useful 
Dan, 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 Dan. We need to create that language. <laughs> right? And the number of la 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 las that you say actually changes meaning or tense right. or It's almost it's almost a binary language. <laughs> where it's like how many mas and las? Like ma is a 1 and a la is a 0 or Yeah, or just Morse code, right? That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's dots and dits. If we find out that one of these motherfuckers is actually doing Morse, I would be impressed. It would be, yeah, I would too. I would, I would, I'd be like, wow, they're like signaling to God. Yeah. Dear. I want it to, I want that to be true. Uh, so any so, so laws are always dots and <laughs> anything else is a dash. Is that how or, it works? Or it could just be that like any anything that's prolonged is a dash and anything that's uh, short is so it's like Oh my god. Somebody somebody decode these things. We're gonna find out that one of them's actually like asking for help. Save me from them they have me trapped <laughs> all right um well we have some uh some people who have written into us mm -hmm. uh we'll start with amanda who says hey frank and dan i just wanted to share my spanking experience in high school remember oh. we talked about this there are states in these united states <sighs> in this century that are still okay with corporal punishments uh amanda says i graduated from a small school in rural arkansas i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> Where corporal punishment was allowed. Yep. Don't worry, though. It was legit because parents had to sign off and allow their children to be spanked. Oh. Please note, please it was note my sarcasm. In. Yeah, okay, right. cool. Apparently, Amanda's parents opted in. Uh, oh, no. She goes on to say, anyway, I'd, re I'd received detention set to happen after school that day, but couldn't go because cheerleading tryouts were the same afternoon. I opted for paddle swats instead so I could make tryouts. Oh, my God. Our principal, also a local preacher, because of course he fucking was, right. called me and a female teacher. See, it was legit since he wasn't alone with me, <laughs> to the office and swatted my ass with three of the hardest spankings I've ever received. Oh, my God. I immediately, oh, wait, with his hand. What? what I'm well, that's what I'm getting. I'm I'm not seeing anything. Uh, oh no, it said paddle swats. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's paddle. Yeah, which you don't spank hard with a pa anyway. Uh, I immediately left the office and burst into tears. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it's awful. Uh, it end it ends well though, as I made the cheerleading squad and rooted for my school the next three years. Oh my gosh. Good lord, I don't know. Like, <sighs> fuck this school. Sounds like she learned her lesson though. And that's what's important. Is, is, is that what is that what we just heard? Dis <laughs> discipline. It's uh yeah. Oh golly. Oh lord. All right. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is from Fallon. Uh I'm writing in response to the people who have recently been experienced uh, experiencing proselytization from their healthcare providers. Their experiences got me thinking about when the exchange goes the other way. I'm a physician assistant and in an ICU. If I had a nickel for every time a patient or their family member asked me if I have faith or will pray with them, oh. I wouldn't be a millionaire, but I bet I'd be a thousandaire. <laughs> Conversions, or sorry, conversations frequently start because a person proudly announces that they aren't worried about death because they already know where they're where they're going. Oh my God, Jesus! That is that is some hubris, my friends. Uh, and then proceed to try and sniff out what my belief system is. God. On one particularly memorable occasion, a very nosy Mormon man, on learning that I grew up Catholic in a very Mormon part of southern uh, southeastern Idaho, uh, but I am now a non-churchgoer. I didn't go so far as to say atheist. Had the audacity to tell me that I should know better. Because I'd been raised with the truth all oh around me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I vary in how I respond to the questions about my faith uh, in the medical setting. I strongly dislike being disingenuous about who I am, who I am and being an atheist who trusts in science and evidence-based medicine 
is a large part of my worldview. Of course it is. However, we all know that in general, atheists are considered are not considered trustworthy, and I do not want to give my patients any reason to doubt me or the care I give. Another or after the nosy Mormon guy, uh, I've been super hesitant to give details about what I believe. Most of the time, I just make a non-committal statement about religion and then let them pray pray at me without participating, or as one of my colleagues calls it, prayer rape. Oh. Yeah, I mean, at very least, molestation. Um, I know that when I see people in an ICU, it is frequently one of the worst days of their lives. So I understand that people want to turn to their God for comfort and to prayer for the illusion that they have any control over the situation. However, sometimes it still hurts when people make comments like, I'm so glad a Christian slash believer slash what have you is taking care of, of X and will do everything to save him or her. As if being an atheist means I'm not going to do everything I can to save a life or ease suffering. I got into medicine because I wanted to help people. God had nothing to do with it. <sighs> yeah, man. Here's, here's what you say to them. This is my theory. Hmm. When they say, What's your uh, what 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 do you believe? You just say, "Oh, I I HIPAA tells me I it says I can't tell you. We, I can't talk about faith matters with you. That's a HIPAA thing. That would be a HIPAA violation." Well, I mean, it would be great if there was a law that <laughs> right? that created a wall there. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, Yeesh. here's the thing. The right wing hit the HIPAA thing really hard for no good reason because it didn't apply. For those of you who aren't in the United States, HIPAA is just our law that says that, uh, like, legally, uh, care a, providers can't provide information outside of, you know, there's confidentiality. Medical, com yeah, exactly. Yep. But they don't, they don't know what it means, the, uh, the right wing, because they've been told it means a whole bunch of shit that it doesn't mean. Oh. Fox, Fox News and everybody told them, like, nobody's allowed to ask you if you've been vaccinated. That's a HIPAA violation. It's oh, not. I see what you're saying. So, okay. What I'm saying is just say the word HIPAA and whatever you say <laughs> after that, they'll be like, oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, that's, that, that is my very bad advice. <laughs> uh, and finally, Mark wrote into us to say, hey, guys, I love supporting you too. Uh, I've been a bit late commenting as a former 30-year Lutheran. Uh, I know a bit about Lent. Hmm. I see it mostly as a visible sign of commitment, like ashes on a forehead or a diamond for your significant other, as words are cheap. Some try to make it into make it into giving something up uh, and replacing it with Jesus time. My understanding is that on a larger scale, it's a form of dealing with times of scarcity. Oh. Late winter, Lent, Ramadan, or dry season. It's a misery loves company thing. If we make giving up food about sacrificing for God, it may seem easier. In that sense, it is a touching ritual. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem. Whatever. <laughs> Lent's stupid. But yes, I mean, if it's, if it's, if the, you know, if you look at it like as this is the time when we all kind of, start running, running out of food, food. Yeah, that's interesting and then we just give it up like it does make the gesture to jesus seem a little hollow well i since i don't have food anyway i'll just give it up <laughs> this is for you jesus i don't have any food but i'm gonna stop eating for you I'm starving jesus. for jesus that's <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah. know like uh, training people to be to feel better about starving? Mm, I don't yeah. know about that. Well, that's you know. rough. That's rough stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we had some folks. We got some folks to thank. We do. Um, and I'm going to start us off with John, who uh, who has decided that he needed his magic powers. And I don't blame him. Uh, John has now given it us. We, you are now a deacon in our priesthood. You are now you are now magically able to deliver bread and water to people. Oh, so, what a gift! Congratulations on that. What a uh, special special thing you can do now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> go out there and use your magic powers wisely. Listen, all of you 
are able to gain magic powers. It's I easy. I don't know if fact. you know this. Yeah. Um, you, you, and you can walk around and tell people, oh, I'm a deacon. Oh, I'm a priest. Oh, I'm a high priest. Like, you can just tell people. That, I mean, I guess you could tell people without donating any money, donating any money to us. But we're, we're officially, we're making it official. Uh, if you just give us a little bit of your money, go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the support tab. Mm-hmm. Choose how you want to do it. You can do a one-time donation on PayPal. You can become a patron. There are uh, there are perks over on Patreon, uh, including the Frank and Dan Diary. Lovely uh, bonus content. Bonus content every week. Yeah. That you guys, if you're not donating, don't get to hear. And I just think that's sad. <laughs> so, so, yes, please uh, become a patron if you're thinking about it. And we have one more person to thank. We do indeed, Dan, our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, I don't know if you uh, if you remember Genesis chapter three. Um, no, not not well. But I'll tell you what happens. Oh, okay. Uh, there are two people in a garden. Oh. They are the first two people. Oh, really? That God created. I've never heard this. They're walking around, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're chilling. Mm. They're doing fine. Yeah. And then they eat fruit from a tree. Uh, that promises to tell them the difference between good and evil. Yeah. This fruit gives them the knowledge of the difference between good and evil. I don't know why that's important. I don't know what, like, so the fuck what. But <laughs> I'll tell you the, the result of eating that. Mm. The very first thing they figured out was, oh, shit, we're naked and that's bad. And they're like man and wife, right? And there's nobody else around? Yeah. Mm. I mean, apparently God walks around the garden. Yeah, but I mean, he's everywhere. Right. So. hmm. And he made them naked to begin with. Right. Okay. I don't know. Like, it's a very confusing moment for me. (laughs) But what it sets up for the rest of of the universe is that Jews and Christians are not allowed to be naked. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> like, so let's talk about nudity because yes, as, as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show, there was a whole thing where, you know, a, a principal got fired mm-hmm. from, from a, a Florida school. Yeah. A private school. A charter because, school. Yeah. yeah. Because somehow... They allowed sixth graders Ugh. to to see a statue with his wee wee hanging out. Yeah, it's also a school. I I they they say that it's a uh, what caught my eye was it's the Tallahassee Classical School, and I'm like classical, it right? Was- like so apparently this is kind of a thing with Christians, right? So Weird. like at first I was like, well, if they're teaching like the classics, I'm like this must be kind of a liberal school, right? Like <laughs> with liberal parents who are like sending their kids to learn about, you know, like uh, philosophy centered. Well, it's a teaching philosophy centered on a traditional Western liberal arts education. I'm like, well, liberal arts, there's right. some, it's there's got the word liberal right in it. Well, no, but there's a lot of nudity in art. Right. I'm like, yeah. well, like, okay. So what, what, what parent didn't know what school they're sending them to? No, right. apparently it was associated with a conservative Christian institution called Hillsdale College. Um, that's been using, they, they've sort of, they help set up public charter schools as a way to expand their influence. Right. So, and then like the school, these charter schools get accredited quote unquote by Hillsdale college right. as a good conservative Christian institution of sorts. And then because these kids got such a shitty education, right. Hillsdale is the only college that'll accept them. <laughs> it's a good, it's a great business. They're just model. lining up their future students. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that kind of made, gave a little bit of context for that story specifically, because I was just like, I mean, it's Florida. That's was kind of enough to be like, well, yeah, of course, like if this happened at a public school, 
Right. But uh, with everything that's going on in Florida right now, it was just like, what? Yeah. Well, for me, they the, they were chart the the parents are saying that the, the David is pornographic. Yeah. Which because they're clearly very confused about what that word means. <laughs> well, uh, it's it means ding dong. <laughs> Can you see a ding dong? Is there a ding dong involved? <laughs> Porn. <laughs> I, it's just, oh my God. It's just so funny. You know, the David itself, like the current, the, the actual original David is, is in an indoor thing mm-hmm. in Florence, yeah. but it, but there's a replica of the David. That's a very good replica mm-hmm. in the square in Florence, Italy. Uh, right where where the original David was was originally placed. Right, out for all to see. Right, God help you if you take your kid, your child, to Italy, hoping for a good experience, <laughs> and there they see a penis just sitting there. <laughs> it's well, just so weird. It's such yeah. a weird thing. Like, I one one wonders what these parents believe will happen to these children yeah if they see a naked body well, yeah and when you kind of said that it was a christian thing i think it's a north american thing right because it's like more so than anything because like in italy which is catholic right, right. you you have this there's access yeah. to art there's the the, the, the depicts nude the, the the human form nude right right and 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 they take their kids to see it and it's just not this thing i remember like on my mission brits are okay yeah (laughs) i remember on my mission right like yeah because for those of you who don't know i served a a mormon mission in rome right right and at one point my mission president you you have to do sort of regular sort of interviews with them debriefings whatever Mm -hmm. um where he wants to see how righteous you're still you're being um and he asks you probing questions and he asked me this one time how are you how are you doing with uh all the pornography oh my god and i was like i was like i was completely taken aback by the question i didn't know what he was talking about like i was like i've never like told him that like i have i've ever what what is he what is he talking (laughs) about right and i kind of just look at him and he's like, you know, all the billboards, because like ads often in in Italy up on billboards will have will have like female breasts and whatnot oh. just on display for whatever product they're trying to sell. One oh of them goodness. oftentimes like United Colors of Benetton, right, would, sure. would have like a, a topless woman and shocking, shocking, horrible stuff. And like when he said that, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Right? <laughs> like, no, that's not that's not a problem. A, it's Don't not, worry, I'm not. In, I'm into dicks. I'm not into <laughs> boobs. Mean, yeah, there's that, but also what you're talking about isn't really pornography. But no. cool, whatever. Right. Like, even growing up Mormon, right? I was just like, you're not talking. Like, what are you, what what are you talking about? I mean, I will say this. In fairness to your mission president or whatever, yeah. You send a bunch of nineteen-year-old boys, <laughs> and you t- into a into a foreign land, and you tell them they're not allowed to masturbate. Yeah, they're gonna have problems with those pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I I would have probably looked at anything and yeah. uh, and and like had a problem with it. Right. it, it we, she doesn't have to be naked. She just has to be like. Like I just have to be able to see an outline of something, and I would have been, I would have been struggling. Uh, oh my gosh! But, but yeah, I mean the whole the whole concept of sheltering children from bodies. It's, I mean, I guess the truth is that shame is one of the grand currencies of the United States of America in general. Mm-hmm. Like we make sure that everybody feels a good healthy amount of shame at all times not even like yes about your body and like just in general but also yes is it too fat is it too tall is it too small is it too is it not buff is it blah 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 like you know shame is kind of the uh the social currency du jour 
here in these United States. So I guess it makes sense. But oh my God, what do you think is going to happen? What, like how, how depraved do you think children are going to be if they see, like even if they see a little pornography, actual pornography, I wouldn't want them to. Porn, right. is, porn is not healthy for children to see. Right. But I saw someone when I was a kid. It didn't turn me into a sex maniac. That happened all by itself. <laughs> I mean, who's to say what the root cause was, though? Um, there, there's also the attitude of if you expose, if you normalize things like yeah. the human body to children, right? Yeah. That they can grow up with much better sort of um, much healthier attitudes about the human body. Well, right. that's the danger. Yeah. What if they have a healthy attitude about their own body? <laughs> and you can't shame them. How are you going to market to that person? Yeah. You can't, if, if you can't figure out the end, the, the shame, if they're just fine with their body, that's, that's whole industries out of business. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what, the, what these people are worried about, but it is just bizarre. It is so weird that we do this. You know, when I was a kid, my parents, did expose uh you know i had intellectual liberal mormon parents so they mm. they definitely introduced us to art and whatever and yeah i'll admit i was a little fond of the nudes i liked the nudes oh, they wow. were very interesting to me a little titillating to me but like that's fine that's part of being a human. You're supposed to explore those things mm. and if uh, and if it's all shrouded under a under a uh, you know, a, uh, a a balloon of this is awful and bad. You don't get to explore it at all. Right. There's no healthy way to explore it. There's only this is shameful. This is sin. This is terrible. How, you're never going to have a healthy relationship with your body or with sex ever. Mm. Like you'll spend the rest of your life untangling the mess that this does to your brain. Mm. I don't know, man. I I just think it's so weird. I just think it's like the word literally the word porno pornography has lost all meaning on the right in the in the United States of America. Yeah, I would agree with that. that well, they don't again, they don't really they they don't know what it is. Yeah. So the whole, you know, I know it when I see it definition of what pornography is. Um it's not really a useful definition. No. Right. Like it's actually a very dangerous one. <laughs> because even if you're right and you know pornography when you see it, mm -hmm. somebody else has a different line, draws a different line. Absolutely. There's somebody out there who's like, that woman is showing her knees. Porn. <laughs> yeah, the, the classic porn shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Expose your kids to nudity. It's uh, it's fine, it's fine. But oh my god, these people! It's a uh, it, it's a weird time to be alive. I guess that's all it is. It's I think it's weird. always been a weird time to be alive. It's true. Like it's true. When 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 has humanity ever really figured it out? Yeah, right. Right. Like I'm, I'm sorry. How boring I... it'll be on that day. <laughs> like as much as we like to idolize. Um, certain, uh, societies either currently existing or, uh, through time, none of them had it figured out No, because it, because not. they were populated with people. Right. Yeah. And, and we're, and we suck big, dumb idiots, <laughs> just big, dumb idiots. Yeah. Apes. Yeah. We're just, we're just only mildly advanced apes. All yeah. right. Well, uh, if you'd like to write into us and tell us about your experience with uh, art slash pornography, feel free to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash atheist and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, they really are great. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. 
Yeah, there's one on Facebook. There's one on Discord. It's all great. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.